0: and uh and yeah it's it was like kind of my goal to to get into formula one it's it's such a huge like a unique it's a bubble it's so hard to get in It's yeah. yeah it's it's pretty pretty interesting it's pretty crazy
1: good morning good afternoon and good evening welcome to the visual tone creator insights podcast i'm your host carol with my co-host bryn north and today We're talking about one of the hardest sports to get into as a photographer or videographer, Formula One. And we have the pleasure today to talk to Antoine Truchet, who through his obsession and relentless hard work and effort, he got his work noticed, made the right connections, and got his foot in the door of his dream job. But I just want to say a quick thank you to anyone who has bought anything from our visual tone online store you've directly contributed to supporting us and the show and just keeping this whole thing going and of course to anyone that's shared it every bit counts so thank you so so much but without further ado let's get straight into this podcast
2: Ladies and gentlemen, we're here with Mr. Antoine. How are you doing, brat?
0: Hello, hello. Very, very good. Thank you for having me. It's to be on here. Good to have you, man. Uh, First podcast. First podcast. We're breaking your yeah. virginity. Don't
2: worry, dude. We're going to take it easy. We'll caress you into it. Uh, oh, it's not yeah. going to hurt. Hold on, maybe. <laughs> Perfect. That's a bit too much for <laughs> you. Yeah, no, no, yeah. we'll, we'll take it easy on you. All right, Well Well, I know you're, you're sitting out in Geneva, well, just outside of Geneva at the moment. Um, I'm actually currently sitting in my car right now, to be honest, because... 10 minutes ago, construction started in the flat next to me, and uh, this is actually what it sounded like.
1: Are you, are you sure, Bryn? Dude, I see the, I see the <laughs> McDonald's golden arches in the background there. Are you sure you're not? No. Are you sure are not in the drive-thru? I'm not in a
2: drive-thru, <laughs> <Yeah>. no. <laughs> but genuinely, so I'm sitting in the car right now, I've got the mic set up, I've got the laptop going, uh, connected to some 4G, sweet, sweet 4G, but anyway... Um, commitment dude let's not beat around the bush let's get straight into it let's i'm gonna hit you with the with the hardcore questions what is your favorite flavor of ice cream my bro i
0: would say lemon um lemon whoa it's like yeah it's like the most for me it's like kind of common like vanilla or chocolate you can kind of get it anywhere lemon. so it's usually the one i go for i mean, I guess you you european fellas over there i
2: mean i'm down here in africa Bro, we, we stick with the
0: originals, you know, <laughs> we're,
2: we're just doing vanilla, chocolate, I, I don't even know of any others. <laughs> if I was reading your ice cream flavor like a star sign, I'd say you're a pretty interesting dude, um, you're down to earth, uh, carefree. Yeah anyway <laughs> now we've got the serious dude, it's questions so refreshing. The so, yeah. it's so refreshing it's so, it's so good. refreshing like one there of its
0: go. warm or something yeah that's
2: <laughs> now now we know a little bit about your your flavor flavor um dude we want to know a little bit about your life story i think it's always a good way to start a podcast people want to know kind of your story but let's not drag it on for too long i'm going to give you three yep. minutes and, uh, yeah, we don't want to hear about your ex-girlfriends, what grades you got in school, your favorite <laughs> TV show. Let's, let's just hear the outline. Hit us,
0: dude. Um, three minutes, starting now. All right, so I was born in Reims, uh, the Champagne region of France. Um, mm. And there, I've actually never lived there. I moved, uh, I grew up in, uh, like, near Paris since I was probably, like, six or something. And then okay. I moved to actually here where I'm right now, like, close to Geneva. And then in 2009, moved to Indonesia uh, with my family for three years. Oh. Yeah. Lived in Jakarta. So it was like literally the best experience of my life. That's incredible. And then, yeah, um, I graduated high school in 2012. I uh, took a gap year. So you're a youngster, huh?
2: Yeah. So that makes you 20, uh, 24. 24,
0: 24 right. yeah. Born in 96. And uh, yeah, so I traveled. I did like a world trip in 2016 during my gap year. Uh on my own actually. A um, world
2: trip in 2016. Man, that's I mean, a well, I think we're going to have yeah, to dig into I, that a little bit more here. Okay, br- yeah. we're going to break the whole 3 minute thing. Let's uh, <laughs> let's 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 talk let's talk about that a world trip when you were in 2016. How how did that go and you say by yourself?
0: Yeah, so I was like, should I go to uni? Should I take a gap year? I wasn't sure exactly what I, I wanted to do. I uh, mm-hmm. actually really wanted to do a gap year and and travel because uh, I've seen people do it and I was, yeah, I've always been really into traveling and all that stuff. Yeah. (laughs) I actually didn't get um, the uni I wanted to go to, like the the school. Mm -hmm. So I took a gap year in 2016. I worked in Geneva a few months to earn money. Um, And then with that money, I traveled. uh, Yeah, I left in February for like three months. Amazing, dude. What locations? Where did you go? I went first uh, to L.A., um, to go to Tahiti. So I did Tahiti, Bora Bora. Sure. Um, more, yeah, like a couple of islands. Uh, on the islands. islands. In, uh,
2: She's just straight away into that island
0: life. <laughs> yeah. I was kind of doing couch surfing. Like I did couch surfing in Bora Bora. Uh, so yeah. I didn't stay no like ways. the fancy uh, like bungalows on I the love water. That. But, uh, I love that. And then went to uh, New Zealand oh. uh, for like two weeks. Awesome. And then Australia, Indonesia, Japan. Yeah, I love Japan. And uh, back to Indonesia for a bit, and then Singapore, Amsterdam, and then back home.
2: Amazing, dude. That must have been an incredible experience. I mean, at that age, it, yeah. I mean, tell me briefly, like, what? You know, when, you, when you travel like that, you're on your own, you're experiencing these new cultures, different places. I mean, that's got to change you, right? Uh, like, exactly. Do you feel like that That made you a different person?
0: Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. But for me, it's even more different, the fact that I lived, actually, I grew up in, in Indonesia. Uh, yeah. That's where I really totally like right. like uh, opened my mind. And, what an like, awesome experience! Uh, and then yeah, for sure, like traveling around the world and uh, discovering like new cultures and new countries and stuff like that. Uh, it's so mind opening. It's literally the best education you can you can have. Agreed. Um, I
2: hundred percent agree with you. One hundred percent agree. I think I've the the places I've managed to get out and travel have taught me more than. Anything else I could have learned in my neighborhood, that's for sure. <laughs> exactly. Um, but dude, let's talk about the camera now. When did the camera come into play? What? When did you pick up a camera? Why did you pick up a camera?
0: And uh, yeah, well, wh- when was the intrigue with this whole... I, like for my seventh birthday, all I wanted for, was a camera. Uh, literally, like I just wanted to... So you started young, boy. Yeah, I literally just wanted to shoot, uh, just capture, even if it was shitty stuff, you know, with the family, but like I still yeah, wanted yeah. to take photos uh, so my parents got me, yeah, she, like, I, I think I still have it. It was like a compact uh, 3.2 megapixel 3.2 megapixel, bro. Oh man, I love it, I love it. Um, yeah, and then I guess from there, it just like grew and grew and literally got better, like kind of got uh, different, like better cameras and um, improved. And then I got my first DSLR at the age of 14, And then yeah it got more and more serious um so that was more on the photo side on video Mm -hmm. so it was uh actually in indonesia so i had a neighbor who was a documentary filmmaker and actually for like underwater that's handy yeah so he was doing um uh, tv documentaries of like underwater scuba diving and stuff like that so i met him and then it was at the time i was like kind of watching youtube and stuff like that and yeah, basically I had a huge passion for photo and, nice, you know, it, it just went into the video uh, direction as well. Awesome. Um,
2: Would you call yourself, I know you do, you, so you do a bit of both, you do video and you do stills, Is it, do you prefer one to the other or do you find yourself doing one more than the other?
0: Yeah, it's super interesting. Um, I, nah, I think I like them both uh, equally. Cool. I, think, mm. I think it's, they're both hard, super... Man. Yeah, it is actually. It is actually. Um, I. Are you doing one more than the other, or was it pretty equal? I would say it totally depends on the job. Uh, sometimes it's uh, it's only photos. Sometimes it's only video. Sometimes it's kind of both. But I don't like both as tough, jobs, dude. Yeah, if it's yeah, I'd rather focus on one. Dude, I know, I
1: know, I know the feeling. Like it's when you go when you're out and you you're out to shoot video and you're in a place and you're shooting video. Like your your mind yeah. is thinking in video it's thinking about exactly and and you you forget like sometimes you know you go on these trips and you go to shoot video and you come back and you're like i didn't take a single photograph exactly got, i hate it but yeah it's true <laughs> you're yeah, doing both is incredibly hard I, I know exactly what you mean yeah i used to yeah, keep
2: yeah. a sticker on the back of my camera that says with exclamation marks take stills <laughs> dude that's just a great idea. because, no just because <laughs> yeah be, because like so every time i flip the camera open i see that just to remind me like hey just just take one or two photos just for the gram you know just some so memories because it's it's always video but um actually and then speaking of the gram instagram yeah can i say that's your main platform that's what you've been building yeah, yeah, of course.
0: that's of course yeah yeah absolutely. and
2: you know you've built up your name you've got clients that are reaching out to you how do they reach out to you? You know, is it is it through Instagram? Have they found you because of Instagram? Have they found you because of previous work? Um, I I know it's it's a pretty
0: open sort of question that. But where do you find most of your work comes from? Yeah, I would say mostly through Instagram nowadays. Like Instagram, I think is the is the biggest. Mm-hmm. Uh, do they slide into the DMs or do exactly. they do they hit you up on email <laughs> straight into the DMs? No, yeah, usually emails. It uh, depends on on who it is, uh, what it is for. And yeah, it's most most of the time through through Instagram. Okay. But uh, I don't think I have a website, but I don't think anyone has come from my website. It's just a. It's a nice to have, right? It just it, exactly, it adds exactly, an that extra yeah. layer of professionalism. It's a business card. It's a
2: business card. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and now, totally. do you find most of your work comes um, as a in terms of an influencer perspective, they want you to post on your channels or are they looking at you as more of the, the creative, the person that the cameraman, the the editor, w- what are you being hired
0: for mostly? Well, it's, it's hard to say, I would say 50, 50. Um, okay. obviously I've got that audience on Instagram. So brands, uh, do, uh, get interested, uh, with that. Mm. Um, but also I'm not, yeah, I'm not also the classic influencer. So, um, I'm also you're, like you're actually an artist a proper but you to have exactly yeah yeah exactly exactly right. so if, sometimes yeah I do get hired for just photo like as a like photographer um and don't even have to yeah I don't, I don't even have to share anything on my yeah. on my uh socials so
2: those are my favorite type of gigs <laughs> but yeah. I think it's super handy these days that I mean, one, you know, for instance, I use, you know, Instagram for me is is a portfolio of essence. It's it's something for the client to check. Um, but it's a great little extra to have when even if a client decides, hey, can you make a film for us? Not necessarily to put on my channels, but I can quote them maybe a, a bit extra and say, hey, well, I'm on the shoot. I can do a couple stories for you. I can do two posts and you can try, I guess, you know, get the deliverables up a little bit since you're already doing all this work and maybe charge them a bit more. Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly.
2: Um, now I know. Speaking of, you've worked with a couple different camera brands. One being GoPro. You're a GoPro dude, and yep. uh, <laughs> I mean, for those that don't know out there, Antoine is you know you're out in the mountains, bro. You're skiing, snowboarding. You're doing it all. You, you're, you're yeah. an active, active dude. So it makes sense. Um, but tell me a bit about the action camera market. Um, like, do do you use three sixty cameras? Uh, do you use the normal cameras? Like, what what are your what are your thinking behind them?
0: yeah dude the the gopro 360 is actually my favorite camera really Um, oh yeah it's just tell me tell me why it's so fun to play with um not only when shooting but also uh editing i think Uh, the reframing yeah exactly the reframing i think it's 50 50 like 50 um shooting and then you have the whole reframing which is really important and that's where also you can make it uh Uh, different than Mm. than others do you think the something like a
1: 360 camera will ever replace a gopro just because i think like you know gopros are always used for action sports and then here comes a 360 camera which allows you to reframe so much so i wonder if if down the line you know the 360 cameras will become the go-to camera for action sports and yeah because it seems to have so many more advantages.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be honest, I've been thinking about it recently. Um, yeah? And actually, yeah. And I was like, it. I think I'm pretty sure 360 is going to be the next uh, normal action camera. Mm. Um, now, when you see the way it's uh, progressing and, uh, like, the amount of people who are getting a 360 camera... Um, it's it's so much bigger now Just makes nowadays. Sense, yeah um, and that stabilization damn it makes me jealous. yeah it's crazy good it's very very good um, um, but
2: speaking of camera brands, another one maybe your baby your your canon <laughs> I know I know you yeah. shoot with the Canon R5 and uh you you
0: work with Canon France, correct I have like they've lent me some like a one dX one dX two one dX three. Uh, stuff nice, like that dude. We've never had a proper Like uh, partnership Or anything um, oh, Okay But yeah no So I, I recently bought The R5 As soon as it got um, Announced Dude um, elephant in the uh, room
1: Has it Has it overheated <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nope, oh, nope. Yeah, That's it good It hasn't Awesome Yeah no I'm, yeah, I'm happy about that I haven't had any issues I've nice. chatted to friends As well who have it They've never had Any issues as well Even shooting 4K Sweet 120 dude. and stuff like that So when looking at these cameras, you know, what are the features that excite
2: you? You, So obviously there's a whole bunch and let's be honest, you know, you you can shoot 8K on that camera. I don't know if you're going to, but what (laughs) are the features that you in particular as, you know, Antoine, when you need to go out and shoot and do client work, what are the features that are most important to you? Uh, And I guess starting with, say, stills.
0: Yeah. So for me, like the R5 is literally the ideal camera because of the fact that I do both photo and video. And uh, yeah, that's literally a camera I was kind of waiting for, because uh, I had awesome. uh, before that I had a five D and a GH five, and it was just it was just too much on on trips and stuff like that. I was like, fuck! I wish I could shoot with my five <laughs> D. Or sometimes I would just use my GH five and then shoot some stills, but it's it's just not good, man. Hey so... hey hey
2: hey hey! You're speaking to a GH five. <laughs> <knew it laughs> <do a> <laughs> every, every single photo on Carol and I instagram over the last two three years is from a gh5 so no so yes no but 100 percent, you can't compare you can't b- compare no uh, it's your yeah video guys so but but tell me what makes the still so great
0: on the canon r5 it's so yeah it's so sharp and it's so nice like every time i'm like in lightroom looking at uh photos and like zooming in yeah and stuff i'm like holy shit this is like <laughs> Dude, really nice this is the golden age <laughs> and as a yeah. as
1: as someone who does a lot of like kind of action photography what do you think is more important to have that higher megapixel or um something that canon's renowned for is that re- like really fast uh, burst w- which do you think is more important for what you do uh,
0: for me as i don't do only action sports but yeah i do for sure do a, a lot of action sports um I'm happy to have both and that's exactly what the R5 uh, does like it really like it shoots really fast i think 12 frames per second but yeah for like proper action sports photographer who work for magazines and stuff like that and who have to go through through the photos really quickly then yeah you don't yeah. want a lot of megapixels because then it's going to take a long time to to process mm, and yeah, to go the, through those and, are big files. and to yeah exactly
1: you, you you spoke a little bit about the needing to kind of deliver on some of these events like say if it's a sporting event or something when when you finish a shoot is there times where you're like okay they we need these photos like the very next day and what is what does that workflow look like how do you go about going through so many in such a short space of time
0: yeah a lot of these sports are actually it's not like we want the photos the next day we want the photos right now um for example i went to uh the x games for an FMX athlete. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So he won the gold medal. And uh, I literally had to like uh, send the photos like 30 minutes afterwards. Wow. So I always had like my laptop with me. And then yeah. I just like literally shoot, put the photos on the laptop. Um, and then, yeah, it's, it's, it, you have to Presets. be really fast. <laughs> exactly. One preset, boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> same, no. same thing for like Formula One. It's like, you just have to be really fast. And even for the videos, it's, it's everything like, cause for, for formula one, you have, it's like the weekend and it's, yeah, you just have to, um, just get it out, get it out as soon as, as it's filmed and as it's happening. Because that's yeah when the people are most interested.
1: Yeah. And, um, exactly. It's got to be newsworthy, right? Yeah. If if you I guess if you don't get yours out in time, some someone else is going to get theirs seen. So it's almost like a, a race. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's yeah. It's a lot of pressure. It is. It's it's a race in
2: itself. I. That's exactly how I used to feel when I used to do a lot of the sport content. You know, with uh, downhill mountain biking and stuff like that. I felt like it was a race between the photographers and the cameramen. We're out there shooting all day and all of a sudden it is this race, like who can get their content up the fastest because once it's up and it starts, you know, spreading and getting shared, that's, that's essentially what the brand wants. Right. Exactly. But if you're late to the party, well, we've already seen all, all this. So who's going to share it? Um, Yeah, exactly. Well, dude, let's talk about, I mean, like, you know, if we look at your style of photography and what you film, I mean, I think it's pretty clear to say that, you've decided to take photos and make films about what you're passionate about because I know there's a lot of people out there that you know that they're passionate about certain things but they're always trying to figure out how how do I end up taking photos or making films about the things that I want to take you know they end up doing wedding photography and hey if that's your passion to be a wedding photographer and filmmaker that's amazing but in this case you know you're I guess you're on the more extreme side of things. You know, you've know, you got a big passion for, for cars, for motorsports. Um, yeah. and this weekend you're going to be taking photos at the formula one. What? I mean, dude, that's huge. <laughs> dude. That's like, that is huge, huge, huge. So first off, congratulations on getting to that level. Thank you. And I mean, and I know it's like, that's gotta be a dream of yours to get to that stage. So yeah, that's just big. work me through it. How, how have you taken the steps to work towards you know making something like this happen?
0: Yeah, so in in this uh, photography filmmaking world, it, it's all about the hustle. Um, you have Amen. to you, you have to work hard. You ha- you basically you gotta want it. Yeah, yeah. I'm a huge uh, motorsport fan. Uh, Formula One. I've always, yeah, been fan of uh, of action sports, uh-huh. and uh, and yeah, it's it was like kind of my goal to to get into Formula One. It's it's such a un, like a unique. Mm. It's a bubble. It's so hard to get in. It's yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty interest. It's pretty crazy. So so what are What's some of, the, some of the steps that you took to
2: to make that happen essentially?
0: Somehow, some Formula One drivers uh, have been following me on Instagram. I also have a friend. I managed, like, I met who's now a friend, a guy in Geneva who's a Formula Two driver. So yeah. in Formula Two, they actually race the same weekend as uh, Formula One. Uh, um, yeah. So, so it's connections.
2: Um, so it's all about the connections. You've you've made connections with the right people that are uh, you know. I guess you're surrounding yourself with the right people
0: that are eventually going to take. It's you literally in that all that about connections. All about connections. Wow. So, that, so last year I went to the. To the Formula Two race with my friend in uh, in Monza in Italy. Um, Amazing. So I was there, and then afterwards there was the Formula One, um, and during that weekend, so that, there's a few Formula One drivers who follow me. Uh, sent a message to to a French Formula One driver Pierre Gasly. I was yeah, like, yeah. hey, dude, I'm gonna be there, and uh, and he was like, um, perfect, uh, let's let's meet up, dude, and uh, we ended up meeting. So um yeah was uh did Monza for the first time and then the next Formula One race was in Abu Dhabi actually the last of the season in December um uh-huh. it was even different um I have a friend who's a professional skier uh Red Bull <laughs> so Red it's, Bull all Bull it's all about contacts it's all about it's <laughs> all about contacts because actually for Abu Dhabi it was a different contact and yeah. I ended up going. Like either way, I wanted to go um, by paying or something, cause I just yeah. wanted to be there. Uh, but somehow it worked out. And um, and I'm presuming while you're there, you're you're treating it
2: like a job in essence. You you know you're shooting, you're you're trying because you're not there for the fun of it. You're like this is you know this is my passion. This is what I want to work yeah. towards. And you went there with the intent of making more connections, with showing your skills, somehow getting your name out there.
0: Exactly, and Abu Dhabi was actually a bit of a job. Um, I went then. I had to shoot some some content for Alfa Romeo. Um, Amazing, and uh, yeah, ended up shooting some stuff. Afterwards, there was the um, the testing. So Formula One okay. do testing before the season and after the season, and as Abu Dhabi was the last race, there was some testing, and I stayed for that. Ended up being a, like track side we um, wow. shooting during sunset the cars and stuff like that and it was absolutely incredible incredible um so that weekend was with arfa romeo so we kind of built a little relationship they really enjoyed my work um so it wasn't actually photo for them it was video so i did a few gopro edits stuff like that okay Of like the pit stop and yeah yeah and yeah afterwards we stayed in in touch and I went to the Barcelona uh, testing uh, so this February actually earlier this year and once again I shot two small videos nice and yeah after that we were like we wanted to work um, uh, together for the season uh, on a few races. Uh, for me to shoot content for their that's socials. incredible, man. But then, obviously, the whole corona happened, and... Uh, ah,
2: ah. <laughs> man, that must be and a yeah. tough pill to swallow. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> You've worked for years to get to that stage, and then a little virus comes but along. But then, yeah,
0: everyone was in the same situation, so, oh, well, that's that's how it is. But, uh, yeah, no, super yeah. stoked um, to go back to, to Grand Prix this weekend. And that's incredible. Dude, um, so that's going to be really, really special.
1: Man. Do you have any, like... Uh... In in terms of Formula One, do you have any like favorite pictures or favorite moments that you can remember that were just like stand out of other photos or videos you've taken?
0: Yeah, we said there's there's one in Abu Dhabi um, of the Formula One like one of the Formula One car with uh, like palm trees. uh, Yes, sky. I know
2: the one. one. That's an incredible photo. There
1: was
0: the sun in the back, like the sunset. Uh, Yes. That's round beautiful... uh, sun in the back and uh, palm trees and like uh, orange sky. And uh, that's a beautiful shot. Yeah, that one was pretty, pretty special. Yeah. Most of the time, actually, you can't really shoot the cars during sunset on race week. And they just uh, practice during the day. Um, but then, but yeah, in Abu Dhabi, like as it's testing, they drive the whole day until like 5 or 6 p.m. And uh, the uh, sunset is pretty early in Abu Dhabi, so we. I so see you
1: just you time that it. light
0: and. Dude, wow.
1: it it looks like it looks like a studio shot because that gradient is just so nice. <laughs> <laughs> Stunning shot, man! Yeah. You, you definitely have a very distinct style, um, not just in terms of you know your composition and your subject, uh, but in the actual way you're processing these photos. So, very briefly, like what kind of look? Do you do you find you, you you go for what 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 kind of aesthetic do you think mm. looks looks nice? <laughs> I know it's hard um, to judge your own work, but um,
0: yeah, ex- I don't it's know, so like, what, hard because
1: do you play in the tone curves? Do you like where do you spend a lot of time?
0: Yeah, a bit of tone curves and then um, like uh, sat- like uh, color saturations and um, and yeah, for me it's it's I'm not trying to replicate anyone else. I just mm-hmm. have my style in the head, and I just do it, and somehow it's like always the same on all the photos. <laughs> and I you do what you like. to replicate, and uh, and yeah, I managed to create my own presets and and use these. Dude, and it it whatever you do, whatever magic you do, it's it's
1: really really nice, And I, I like Christ. your style. <laughs> thank yeah. and, you. And if you're yeah, listening you. to if you're listening to this, go and check out Antoine's uh, Instagram. We'll link it in the description of this podcast, you, you won't be disappointed. And how about how about we do a little bit of a Instagram
2: versus reality since we're talking about your Instagram page? And that's a, that's a good signal. This, this is a little section, Antoine, <laughs> where I think, uh, you know, we've got Mr. Kirill over here who's sifted, who's gone through your Instagram page and uh, he's found one image. I don't know it yet. And uh, who he thinks looks pretty good and we want to know a little bit about the story behind it. Uh, so Kirill, take it away, brother.
1: Yeah, thanks, dude. Uh I've actually kind of found a couple of photos that I really, really like, but there's one in particular. It's so yeah. So I'm looking at it right now. There's a massive iceberg. Huge thing. it's probably like 20, 30 meters, probably like 30 meters. And there's a guy in a wetsuit and he's just leaped off of this this iceberg. Yep. And you can see his you can see his surfboard is like in front of him. And he's just, like, in mid-position, yeah. in mid-position, like, jumping off this iceberg. It's a stunning image, and I know there's got to be a crazy story behind it. So, dude, first of all, where is this? And, yeah, what's going on in this photo?
0: Yeah, so this is actually in uh, in Iceland. Um, cool. We got a bit of trouble, in a way. Yeah? Uh, a of it, So that's kind of hey, why boy. I, re- I removed the locations. Um, ah. And also, yeah, and I also didn't want to like promote the whole thing. Right. But that was back Well, in here we are on the yeah. podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah just, uh, Of all oh the well. ones you could have picked, Carol, <laughs> Do
1: you, want us you to chose get... the one that... The <laughs> okay, do you want us to keep the location in there or do we just, we
0: bleep that out? Let's go, let's go. <laughs> no, 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 let's go, let's go. <laughs> yeah, so that was actually in 2017. Um, decided to go to Iceland for the first time uh, with two mates from New Zealand. And, uh, and yeah, so they brought surfboards... Because the plan was to surf in iceland and then we, we would go to norway afterwards not somewhere where um, you go to surf normally like yeah <laughs> you go to bali <laughs>
1: yeah, you go yeah, yeah. Hawaii.
0: no we're going to <laughs> <Sure>. iceland to <laughs> yeah we're like why not iceland yeah man. Like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's usually there's usually really good waves in iceland ah, um okay i think all around like all year round normally but actually when we went there there was no waves it was like totally flat <laughs> it was that's terrible. your luck for you bro yeah But then we had the surfboards on top of the car and one morning, like sunrise, we were at Glacier Lagoon. So that's the location. Yeah. Um, Uh And uh, we were like, why not take the boards uh, for a paddle in the icebergs, which is, I don't recommend anyone doing it. (laughs) It's uh, not the best idea. Um, How cold is that water, by the way? Um, I would, I think it's like around zero degrees. Very, 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 very (laughs) calm. Could be even minus two actually. Yeah, I I guess because it's salt water. Uh, Because it's salt water. Yeah.
1: And so what happened, how did you find yourself in this situation though? Like, who had the, (laughs) who had the, who had the idea
0: for this to happen? (laughs) Talk, talk, talk me through that. (laughs) We wanted to shoot sunrise, but then we were like, why not paddle and uh, take some like pretty (laughs) original and unique shots amongst the icebergs in the water epic um so one of us had a housing for the 5d um so we took it and then we just um shared the camera shoot some shot some stuff and decided like i had my friend like i was like my when my friend was like on top of the icebergs ready to jump i was like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was, like, kind of when I went in the water because I took a bit more time to get prepared. So, like, he was already there. Yeah. And it was, like, I saw him, like, going on the massive icebox. So I was, like, oh, holy shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, like, is this a good idea? <laughs> <laughs> um, we we ended up staying in the water for, like, an hour and a half, I would say. Wow. In like, freezing water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we kind of picked the right ones, um, like, to be... Like, that massive one he jumped off of was kind of... I mean, you can never say it was safe in anything to be honest <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, <laughs> but, stupid, but, but but
0: but but you're in the water and you're like if we're going to pick yeah. one iceberg to
2: jump off that one looks safer than the other icebergs so let's do that one <laughs> yeah
0: it looks <laughs> the biggest yeah it
2: looks it's gonna look sickest on yeah. the grab.
0: <laughs> yeah we had no no uh rolling icebergs um problems uh thankfully yeah but yeah you you have to be really mindful you have to be really really careful of course yeah uh, it can be super super dangerous
1: yeah Thank, well dude look well, at the end of the day that's you, a pretty end, wild
0: story you ended up with amazing amazing bangers yeah a bunch of them too so and we didn't just end up with uh, amazing bangers we also ended up on the biggest uh, news uh, network in Iceland actually <laughs> what
1: <laughs> did you yeah.
0: really three, yeah, so three what... <laughs> what was, yeah, the, what was the title kind of why we got was it was it a good good coverage or bad coverage yeah it was about <laughs> tourists and probably like um um, risking their life kind of to get the shot uh, and stuff like that so that, <laughs> so, oh, dude. You know, obviously. so there was also like you know there's a bunch of people like uh, standing on the edges of like um, yeah yeah on the edge of places to get the shot and yeah, stuff yeah. Like that. So, so that was you, only you were grouped into that sort of yeah so we had a bit of, of a bad backlash because of that but on the other hand they they saw we had all the equipment even though yeah, you guys are professionals. Very safe to go in the icebergs. Yeah. We still have a really thick uh, wetsuits and stuff like that. So they were like, "Yeah, you ha- you have to have." Yeah, the there's at least a little bit of thought in there, yeah. dude. Unit, that's, a uh, right. that's a great story.
1: That's a great story. That's a great story.
2: All right, Mister Carroll. Let's do a little quick fire round. I guess.
1: Okay. With the quick fire. Damn. So, <laughs> 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 Thank you, dude. Uh, and yeah, Anton. We're gonna do a little quick fire round. So I'm just gonna throw just a couple of questions your way sure. again, let's let's go for it. So Anton, the question we always ask every guest in the beginning, and it's a divisive one, but are you a PC or a Mac guy? Mac. Mac, for f- sure and another mac guy we we haven't had a pc person yet we haven't had a pc person one the day will come one of these days and what gets you more fired up what gets you more excited doing film or video wait film or video dude sorry that's the same thing (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's, that's a trick question oh, man. i was like are
0: you talking about like film like vintage or yeah, yeah. that was that was, a, that, was a, that was a trick question and you passed
1: you're paying right. attention yeah. um what i meant to say was do you prefer doing stills or video which one gets you more excited
0: i would say video
1: Really? Nice. Nice, dude. Yeah. Shit, but you're just lucky you're talented at both, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Antoine, and what landscape is more interesting to shoot in? Or what do you prefer shooting in?
0: Snow or sea? Fuck, you just come up with the most hard questions. <laughs> I, I do. Um, I know yeah. you like both.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, I would say
1: snow. Snow cool 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 dude yeah man i want to go shoot in the snow i've not been in snow ages um (laughs) okay and here's a hypothetical antoine if you out on a shoot say you you arrive this weekend and you have the formula one races what are you most likely to leave behind your battery or sd card
0: oh sd card for sure (laughs) (laughs) always like stays in the laptop or yeah (laughs) yeah,
1: <laughs> I don't know. yeah 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 <laughs> dude that damn sd card that, yeah okay and then say this the, this weekend with the formula one coming up if i said to you anton you can only bring one lens with you what what lens would you would you take with
0: would be the 24 to seventy two point 24 um, to 70 yeah so i can have nice the range yeah. and it's a fast lens yeah exactly
1: cool yeah yeah nice dude okay and Hypothetical question, Anton. if you could change your career right now, when I said you could have these two options, which would you pick? To be a pro Formula One driver or an X games athlete?
0: I would say pro Formula One driver. Okay, for sure. yeah, I thought that was <laughs> like the game. number one thing. <laughs> for sure, dude. <laughs> okay,
1: and yeah. last one, again, if you got offered one of these two jobs to work on, which would you choose? Would you work on the next Red Bull Art of Flight documentary or Netflix's Drive to Survive? Which would you pick?
0: I would say actually Art of Flight, uh, Red Bull.
1: Yeah, man, that's that's an interesting answer. Yeah. <laughs> but dude, yeah. I it's, it's got a special place in
0: my heart as well. <laughs> exactly. Formula One and snowboarding are my two, ah, two uh, biggest everything. things.
1: There's those are almost like two your yeah. two dream jobs right there. <laughs> yeah. And you've actually
2: made it happen. Dream jobs and the fact that you're actually shooting this stuff and you know, that's, it's, it's pretty wild, dude. It's, it's impressive. Yeah. man. At the age of 24, you're already making these dreams come true. Dude. Well done. That's, yep. that's <laughs> awesome, man. That's really, really cool. Thank you. Okay. Let's end it off with one last question. Mr. Antoine, you're 24 years old. You've, you've, you've done a lot, bro. You've seen the world. You're, you're already bringing some of your life goals, your dreams, you know, they're, they're, they're coming into fruition. And, um, there's a lot of others out there including myself you know we we we're, we're trying to figure out what do we really want to do and how do we work towards it give us some tips you know some insights and or, or maybe just leave us with some wise words from you in terms of how can we follow suit what what have you learned along
0: the way yeah so it's it's all about hard work dedication and uh, and hustle yeah you just you just keep grinding you just have to to be passionate, grind exactly, and yeah, I, I think if you work hard, eventually things will come. Um, sometimes you have to work harder than other times, but yeah, it's all about. Uh, I think in life, whenever you work on something uh, hard enough, um, you always get um, rewarded with uh, with uh, what you worked for. Um, yeah, man, that's true. Especially, especially if you if you you know. If,
2: it's, it's hard, you know, when we say work hard, often it's like, I can go work hard and cook a really nice meal, or I can, you know, work hard and make, you know, an incredible film that is in the direction that I want to go. So when you decide to work hard, put it in the direction of your goals, your dreams. We're not just saying, go out there and just burn all your energy and work damn hard. It's like, decide on those things you're going to work extra hard at, you know, kill it. Passion yep. allows you to to push beyond the hurt, mm, you know. Exactly. It's, it's going to And I mean, let's be honest. Have l- Let's just briefly talk about the money side, right? A lot of these jobs you've taken that are, you'd say like with the X Games and, you know, Formula One and this, have these been like your biggest high paying jobs or is this just you, you've taken these
0: because it's where you want to go? No, I've taken these because this is where I want to go. I actually haven't, um, Formula One haven't been paid that much uh, yet um well there you it's go ca- exactly it's i like how you kicking said kicking yeah. off <laughs> yeah it's kind of yeah. kicking off this weekend actually but before that it wasn't really um wasn't really paid um had my kind of my expenses covered and stuff like that uh, but it was you kind just love doing I it i just like formula one for me is is the biggest thing i wanted to get into and it, it's just um yeah i had to prove to them that i'm worth I it. i like that and, prove uh, you got to prove it yeah
1: and antoine if someone listening right now, let's call him or her Steven or Maria, it doesn't matter. <laughs> if, him or her, Steve. <laughs> There's some beautiful sure. Steven girls out there. <laughs> yeah. But say say he or she is is listening to this and they're like, I would love to be doing what Antoine's doing. What steps can they take right now to to get closer to to what you're doing? Yeah. They particularly like, you know, they they know who you are. They they want to get into what you do. And I guess they might be thinking well, like I don't have the connections like what how how can I go about like proving myself and and,
0: and getting closer yeah, to, yeah. to where you are? like yeah, what, what... well, I, at the beginning, I didn't have any connections uh, either mm. you know so um started from the bottom now we're here <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's literally it yeah um if it's Form, uh, if it's Formula One, you try get into motorsports a uh, smaller mm. car uh racing categories smaller because obviously formula 1 is the bigger uh, is the big boy the big one so it's it's the hardest to get into but uh try to go to events uh shoot mm. um small local events i guess yeah exactly and and build your portfolio and and then it's all about the portfolio and then you present yourself uh, with your work and yeah that's a good
1: point that's I, right i guess you could even go to like find someone that has a nice car and say hey can I take yeah yeah exactly yeah and then and then get some really cool photos of a car just yeah. going down the road? It doesn't have to be extreme, but if you absolutely because if absolutely. if you've been taking you know like
2: wedding photos for the last three years, but you're like man, I really want to you know become a Formula One photographer. You don't have the port. You know, no one's even going to take a second look at you. You you need to show that you're capable of these things. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, go out there and like you, like you said, if it's if it's your mate's car, your car, just practice on the very basics, and then when you get that opportunity, you nail it. Exactly. And like Antoine's done, you know, he he didn't necessarily get paid for these first few jobs, but you prove yourself, like he mentioned, and all of a sudden, you're in there, you've got a connection, and that's you know, it's for, it's all about for the future. Anyway, let's end it there, Mr. Antoine. Dude, thanks so much for giving us some insight. Learning from you, I'm so jealous. You're gonna be at the Formula One shooting away. I'm gonna be watching your Instagram
0: <laughs> yeah. stories. Enjoy. I know you love it, yeah, well. So <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. But thanks for the chat, Antoine. And dude, kill it this weekend. Can't wait to see. Can't wait to see the bangers. Thanks
0: to you guys. Awesome, All right, bro. Dude. Take it
1: easy. Thanks for the chat, man. Thank you. Cheers, dude. Ciao. And that's another one. We hope you enjoyed it. Tune in next week because we've got a bunch of amazing creators lined up. And don't forget to subscribe or follow, whatever the terminology, but follow the podcast directly from the platform that you're listening to it on. It's Probably the best way to know when we drop new episodes. And one last thing, if you enjoyed this, consider supporting us by visiting our online store at visualtone.com. We make a bunch of really cool audio and visual effects for creators. Yeah, I'd, I'd highly recommend checking it out, but if not, no worries, no hard feelings yeah that's that's it from us thanks so much for tuning in and we'll see you in the next one cheers